Tavares backhand towards the goal, loose puck, everybody scores! Tie game! Can you believe it? Up the boards, can't get it out, Sweeney, blast for it, Gretzky controlling it, inside the blue line, Gretzky gets it, he shoots, he scores! Just a one-man show, Wayne Gretzky! This is one of the best World Junior games we have ever seen. Hey everybody and welcome to Canada Bears Sportcast. We're coming to you from Olomouc in the Czech Republic, the Clarion Hotel. It's Bryn Griffiths along with Marty Forbes. Hello. How are you? I'm doing just great. I don't know what day or month it is, but I do know it's a new year. (laughs) (laughs) The reason Marty's stepping in for Paul today is because Paul is actually currently just about to take in Sweden and Czech Republic. That is the final of the quarterfinal matchups being played today over here. We can't tell you what's happened in uh, the other matchups. Canada, big winners today, although I, it, it was expected, Marty. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It was a very strange game. It was very quiet in there compared to the craziness that we've been facing uh, throughout this last week. But it was a and a crazy start with that stupid penalty. Sorry. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. It was a 6-1 final for Canada over Slovakia. So the Canadians are moving on to the semifinal. The earlier matchup before that, it was Russia, to nobody's surprise, beating Switzerland 3-1. And I'm just waiting to get a final score on the USA game with Finland and I'm just looking to do an update here while while we wait. Uh, there's about 50 seconds left to go in the third period. The goaltender is on the bench for the US and Finland is leading one nothing. That's not a surprise, but I think well we saw Finland play. They're a tremendous hockey team. They are. Very confident hockey team. Poised. Yes, yes. Uh, you want to talk about a team that plays to specifics. You could just see that they were playing to their system beyond belief. The American team's a great squad, but it looks like they're about to go down to defeat. And then, as I mentioned, the later game is coming up in just a little bit. So no White House visit? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't look like there's going to be a White oh, House darn. visit. <laughs> so the, the semifinals, I can't really tell you the matchups yet because we're not going to know by the time we've wrapped up this podcast who's won between Switzerland and the Czech Republic. But uh, we're now down to 10 seconds in that matchup between Finland and the u.s so it looks like the americans are going to be out and uh I, I guess i'm a little surprised by that but that was a that was a titanic matchup between two teams that have been very solid at this event the americans have been a little more mercurial than finland who have just been playing at a high level the entire time the americans have had great great efforts and then have stumbled they uh and then they come back and and they have found a way to uh you know, to, to to find wins. But it's now official. It's Finland moving on to the semifinals, beating the U.S. There we go. All right, so there's that. So, uh, so Canada's in there, and the semifinals are coming up on Saturday. And as I said, can't tell you much about the matchups, but let's talk about the game we watched today. Uh, it, it, yeah, officiating. 
still, again, <laughs> and different every time. Something happens every time you look and you go, oh, come on. It's not even a penalty, let alone chuck the guy I, out. I know. Uh, Nolan Foote was uh, ejected 53 seconds in to the matchup. It was a five-minute major in game misconduct for... It was really an incorrect headshot call is what it was. I'm sure that they will be reviewing that when everything is said and done, but the guy went down like he'd been shot by an elephant gun. Yeah, and they don't show replays in the arena. On the score clock. But our everybody in our suite, it's hilarious because the phone's beep, 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 and they're holding up the replay. Yeah, because people are sending them. Yeah. yeah, people so, are sending us the replays that you over in North America are watching. We can't. We have no access to that, but you can send it to us. And it was quite funny, but it was uh, it was just a, it was a horrible call. And uh, you wondered, okay, is this going to be a repeat of the quarterfinal last time around? But it wasn't. Team Canada, they, uh, they sent the Slovaks packing. They really blew a wide open in the second period. Uh, they, well, first and foremost, they killed off that major uh, penalty to foot. And then 54 seconds later, the captain comes through, Barrett Hayden. And uh, that, that was one nothing, And that, that's really a, that seemed to do it. And was that one from Lafreniere? Who is it was. It was a beautiful like he, pass. Yeah, he, he's, he is that guy. He's got that, that talent and that poise. And it was so nice to see him back out there. And as you said, a beautiful pass. Yep, from uh, kind of behind the net. And nobody even taking a look at Hayton right in front of the net. And uh, he, he uh, it sounds like the word was out on the goaltender, too. Go to the high to the glove side because it just seemed they were constantly shooting it at his glove side. And then they poured it on with four goals in the in the second period, and that was it. And it's funny, you and I were sitting uh, in uh, in the seats, and we watched the benches after the fourth Canadian goal in that period to, to basically take a 5 nothing lead. And the, the stories we'd been hearing about the Slovaks is they're very competitive, but if they fall behind by three or four goals, you can noticeably see them sag. And we watched the bench, and they were pretty much out, out of it, even when they scored their one goal. And I, I felt sorry for them for the entire duration. Yeah. Because they put up a really good fight. They're, they're a pretty good hockey team, but but amongst the elite, they just don't have it. So Canada is going to be playing for medal for the first time in uh, in two years, if you can believe that. Last year, they were bouncing the quarters, as I mentioned. That was in Vancouver. That was a shocker for a lot of people. A lot of people did not see that coming. And I, you know, I talked about the uh, the year previous to that in Finland. It was a bit of a mess as well. So anyway, uh, so here, here's how it's going to work out. Now, if Sweden knocks off the host Czech Republic, which is the late game tonight, then Canada will take on uh, obviously Team Finland in a quarterfinal semi. Uh, that would be uh, that would be a lot of fun to watch, but it would be very scary to watch because as as you and I were just saying, they look uh, they look pretty powerful. Not a lot of flaws there. Well, and, and what, watching them and Sweden are, are two very thorough hockey teams. They're very, very uh, poised hockey teams and uh, exciting to watch, plus the Oiler draft. Yes, uh, the one not playing and one not dressed at all. Oh, you're talking about Broberg. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for Oiler fans, I can tell you that we did see uh, Ken Holland, the general manager, at the matchup tonight. And he's been here for a while. Spent about 40 minutes on his phone at one point. I kept looking over. He was on his phone. I'm wondering, what's going on? What's happening? Anything happening there? Uh, also, for Flames fans, I saw Craig Conroy briefly. And uh, quick hello. And uh, obviously, the Flames are well represented here as well. All the teams all the teams are here. Well, and Billy Guerin did the drop-in and Sean Horkoff. And they're taking very pictures nice. and hugging and chatting with people. It was very classy yeah, and very cool. Billy, obviously, is the general manager of the Minnesota Wild. Sean... Uh, 
Sean Horkoff is with the Detroit Red Wings. Ran into Todd Marchant briefly, and he is in charge of player development for the Anaheim Ducks. It's uh, it's a potpourri of hockey personalities that popped in, and it was uh, it was it was really nice of everybody to do it. Well, yeah, absolutely. And you and I have been in the business a long, long time, ran the sports station for a good long time. So we're kind of used to hanging around this, but watching everybody in the booth. Oh, look at this. Brent, can you introduce me to can you? It's just an absolute buzz. Well, I, I get the big bear hug from Bill Guerin out in the hallway because I haven't seen him in a couple of years. Yeah. So it was kind of nice and refreshing our Euler acquaintance. And that kind of thing said, can you come into the suite for a minute? Just take a few pictures. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's go in. And the looks on people's faces when he walked in was, oh, my God, there's Bill Guerin. It was pretty funny, uh, but it's... Uh, and you had a washroom break with Steve Eisenman. We weren't going to get into no, that. No, we won't, but uh, he was uh, he was talking about the fact he's not hanging around for the whole event. And like I said, it's in the bathroom. And what goes on in the bathroom should really <laughs> go down the drain. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. It's uh, But it's a, it's a fun event. If you ever get a chance to take it in, I, I've taken in four in Canada. I've never done one overseas and there's a certain jump and a certain atmosphere here. Now, the Czech Republic is very high and very big on hockey. Some of the other countries, not so much now. Sweden and Finland speak for themselves. But this event has not always been. They still look at the World Hockey Championship as being the big thing. But I think they're kind of, well, Gord Miller put it beautifully the other day. He said that, that uh, the Czech Republic and the folks here have really embraced this event. And that cannot be said in the past, it's like everybody's finally, the generation has kind of swept up and realized, you know, this is a lot of fun to cheer on the junior guys. This, this whole country has just been a kick to be in. And, you know, we have so many stories from some of the people we've met that have grown up through the communist times. I've learned a ton. But the, the Czech fans are absolutely the they every game is like it's a stanley cup playoff they're dressed to the nines the the whistling is the boo like it goes right straight through your skull but when there's a goal and they do that hop 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 song the entire place jumps up and then all the canadians everybody else have, have jumped into the how night. can you not it's infectious it, absolutely it's insane and then as you said we're in the suite the suite is is rocking you can feel it moving from these crazy people they've done an amazing job of the graphics they have the two mascots and i have to say this carefully took and pook yes <laughs> very cautiously yeah and just the 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 fun in the hallways and uh, and the, it doesn't even look like they care tremendously about a win or loss they're there to have a party and when you're paying is it what 250 two dollars and 50 cents a beer there's a lot of beer going down. uh yeah there is actually i will i will say the one thing that has really irritated me and because when when i sat down on the seats the sections are, the, it goes from seat one to like 48. <laughs> like in Canada, I don't think you go past 20, okay, yeah. in terms of the length of the row. So if you uh, if you don't want to be getting up and down, you want to be sitting in the middle of the section. I, I had one game where I was sitting right on the end, right on the aisle, and I figured, well, this is great. I'm on the aisle. I don't think I sat down. I was just jumping up and down every 30 seconds because somebody had to go to the bathroom yeah. or somebody's going down for another three or four drinks. And they don't seem to be too particular with buying, uh, having a buying limit on. No. And, and the food services, like we're so used to North American, it's all different. It's 100% different. And you and I in, in uh, Trimac, is that how we said that? Right? Uh, Trinich? Trinich, I'm yes. sorry. You know, ha had kubasa that are at least 14 inches long barbecued and they hand you two pieces of bread 
and the special mustard with it, and you kind of walk away, take a bite into it, and look at each other and go, my Lord. Oh, it was fa- fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Very moist, and it was just, it was fantastic stuff. But all the little things that we in North America take for granted, and you know, we've heard all the, okay, so uh, all the new arenas that are out, everybody bitches and whines about not enough bathrooms. Well, that you know what? When people all go to the bathroom at the same time, there's not going to be enough bathrooms. Well, in the VIP section, you get locked in. With the emphasis on the P. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can get you, you, locked into the bathroom accident. I don't go in there anymore because I'm claustrophobic. I, I go to the uh, v, the VIP, the scout bathrooms, because I, it's where I ran into Steve Eiserman today. But And we have to, have to open up a window to step over the broadcast equipment to get into the VIP. It's, it's, it's quite funny. funny. Yeah. But, but you know what? Everybody complains uh, that uh, our bathrooms aren't good enough or the concessions are expensive. And they are. The beer is like $13 beer. Let's see, We'll use Edmonton and uh, yeah. Rogers Place as an example. What's the beer here? The beer can't be more than... It's, it's less than the water. I, I know. <laughs> exactly. This, and you have two choices of water. You have sparkling water yeah. or you can have still water. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm a still water guy. But you're right. The prices are dirt cheap. However... When they run out, they're run. That's it. Yeah, they that's run it. out. And that, and don't forget the language issues because it it has provided us with great humor over the last uh, ten or eleven days. Well, you for example, we on an off day decided to go. Now we we're in Olomouc, and uh, and uh, so we were about fifty minutes away from Ostrava and Trinich, and it's been a great location for us. It's close enough. And, but, but on an off day, we decided to go to the shopping mall here and you decided very little English, very little, very little English. Uh, there's a couple of things that are very noticeable. If you go to somebody who's age 20 to maybe 35 and you start, you say, hello, that's your indicator that you're English, right? Or the team Canada Jersey, if you're wearing one, they, they do find a way to swing into English pretty smoothly. Yeah. 35 to 50. You struggle a little bit with it. There's a little grocery store just down the street from us here, and I've noticed it with the uh, the, the the ladies that are, are doing the cash work and that kind of thing. And if you say hello, they, they kind of recoil back just a little bit, yeah. and they do what they can to get you through any kind of transaction. If it's anybody 60 plus, they just walk away. They They're they just down. They, they don't. They don't even yeah. make eye contact. Yeah. And you got to kind of figure it out. And you know we're in a foreign country, so that's all part of the fun of traveling as a Canadian. We had we had two younger folks try to help us and they get to a point where they will struggle with a word to help us out. Yes. And then they'll apologize and say I apologize my English is not so good and I go it's way better than my check. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it, they, they are, it, here's the other thing too, and Paul and I have touched on this numerous times. Everybody's so friendly. Even the ones Absolutely. who can't speak English. Uh, I was at the train station in Ostrava. I decided to train out. A few people have seen the pictures of me uh, toasting champagne yeah. in business class that cost me seven bucks. Yeah. It's an hour train trip. But as I was making the connection to the tram, I uh, had talked to a young girl who, who had no clue in any English at all, right? Yeah. None. She held her hand up and she went along the where the stop was for the tram and found somebody who could speak English and brought her yeah. over to me. 
And that's just the friendliness of the Czech Republic. And then the, the non-English thing, the answer to what's different over here, the answer is everything. I mean, the stoplights go in reverse. So it goes red, yellow, green. It's like the UK. Right. It happens okay. that way too. And there are no English signs. It, you know, you need a Google translator from time to time uh, to figure out what's on a menu because there's no English there. Or you just say, well, you just point at something and hope and laugh. Yeah. And it's going to be schnitzel or some, <laughs> some form of local food that is great. But it's so much part of the adventure to be over here and, and uh, you know, guys are giving us a bad time about getting lost. He said, well, didn't, don't, are you afraid of getting lost? I said, no, the train ends there. It stops there. Yeah. So I, I get off, I hop back on, and I go back. I mean, that's all part of the adventure. That's of part of the traveling. fun for me. Absolutely. Uh, I, I had no, I, Paul says, do you feel comfortable with the train? And the, I'm fine. I'll be, uh, you know what? I'll see you at the stadium. Don't worry about me. I'll figure it out. Absolutely. Uh, and it, that, that, as I said, that's... That's the enjoyable thing for me. I, I like to I like to go a little outside of the lines because I don't think you learn enough about the country just by touring around with a group. The other thing, we've talked to people on this this group, uh, the, the Canadian Bears group with, with Paul and uh, Azarcan.net, uh, what a job he's done. But uh, it, it's interesting. To, you can tell the people who are more adventurous and want to veer a little bit off the bus, but it also makes it a little tougher for Paul because – you got to keep tabs on three hundred and sorry, two hundred and ninety-seven people. Well, and and about a third of them have not been here, and the first time over, it is dramatic. I mean, it, you're just not prepared for everything that you and I kind of know that we have to have to get ramped up on. Um, yes, <laughs> it's been interesting to watch some of the first timers. Yeah, because they, you know, they're so stunned by everything. That Paul can say, okay, the washrooms are over there. So the water if water closets, yes, WCs, <laughs> yeah. you just you to, or toilets. Yeah. You go over there, okay, everybody. So once again, the toilets are over there. He'll repeat it three times, and then you hear somebody saying to somebody, uh, "Wonder where the washrooms are." And or, I'm thinking, well, you have to pay. He just said, yeah, ten crowns, ten crowns to go pee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so you know, as one of our guides says, it's a it's a worthwhile investment. And uh, <laughs> and I laughed. I thought that was pretty good, but. If you've ever wanted to go through uh, Europe, uh, this was a, this is a great opportunity for a lot of people because you're seeing Central Europe and you're kind of being guided a little bit with Paul and and uh, his his tour people. They do a great job, but they also encourage you to kind of get off the beaten path just a little bit and and see a little bit more. Well, but yet they're they're always there for you. We're going to four different countries. That's eight different languages because there's more than one in each time different cultures in every single place that we go do you want to touch briefly on the christmas the the how they do things different? sure yeah you know they, they shut down at noon on the 24th their christmas dinner is on the 24th the christmas tree only goes up one day can you imagine that in, they in, go out and buy it in the morning yeah bring it home hide it Hide it from the kids. The kids don't see it. Right. And that's the reason. So that when they wake up in the morning to get the gifts, they see the tree and everything for the first time. And the gifts are not from Santa's. They're, they're from, quote, little baby Jesus. Yes. <laughs> right? yeah. And then they shut down for, for three days. And as our guide said, basically to eat. And the dinner, <laughs> the dinner is carp. And a lot of times it's it's purchased live. That's a fish, and it's put in the bathroom bathtub. Yes, to be kept alive because it's more fresh that way. <laughs> and then they have either goose or, or or duck the next day. And when you're walking around town, you ask when people open up, and you say, eh, "When they feel like it." <laughs> yeah, it's Very pretty different. crazy. It's a it's a different lifestyle, but you know what? It's uh, you, you got to assimilate to the country you're in. Absolutely. And uh, I think Canadians, for the most part, do a really great job of that. 
We're going to have a tough day tomorrow. Uh, it's, yes, we are. It, we're, if, you know, we're getting up at four in the morning. We're departing at four in the morning. We're heading from here to Poland. Uh, Poland, for, from our location, is about an hour and 15 minutes away. And we are going to go into Poland, and we're actually taking a tour of Auschwitz on uh, uh, early in the morning, around 7.30. And it's a three-hour tour, and I'm guessing that we'll be absolutely numbing for everybody on that tour. I think everybody is basically trying to mentally prepare themselves for what is going to be an eye-opening experience and which will be an emotional experience for a lot of people. I have a feeling I'm going to be... I also made this pact with myself. I'm not taking any pictures there. I have done exactly the same thing. I'm not posting anything on it until I've done it. And I'm going to watch and look at everything through my own two eyes, not through the lens of a camera. And uh, then I'll report back on my Twitter feed. I'll, I'll do that after. But I just, I, I want to absorb 100% of it. You, you and I were talking, uh, I've been, uh, I've traveled a lot. I've been to Pearl Harbor. I've been to the 9-11 Memorial. And I've been to Juneau Beach where my stepfather was wounded and felt great impact on those and now we're going to a place where 1.1 million people lost their lives and it's still standing or a great deal of it is still standing and didn't lose their lives through normal wartime activity you know one of the the people that our guide again says just think it was like for your grandparents to look over your shoulder in a town you grew up in, this beautiful little town, scenic town, and yeah. oh, here come the tanks and the soldiers to take over your country. <laughs> you know, there's no way to describe that. And then, and then trying to wipe out an entire race of people, you know, grabbing them off the streets, putting them in, the, in these trains and running them into the and gas trapping chamber. trapping them. It's just going to be stunning. It's going to be, as I said, a very tough morning. We're going to temper that a little bit later because we're going to Krakow. Right. And uh, I've, Talked to a few of my Polish friends who have given me rave reviews of the town square in Krakow and said, you're doing it in the right order. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a tough morning for you, and it's going to be very emotional, and you're going to be able to go to the town square, and it's a beautiful, one of the most beautiful town squares in all of Europe, and you're going to be able to try to change change the direction a little bit. So, uh, so that's our day coming up tomorrow. Uh, getting back to the hockey game now that, that we watched, the, the one thing that uh, a lot of people are concerned about, so you have the, foots, the foot uh, game misconduct. Th- that means that uh, his availability for hit the semifinal on Saturday is uh, going to be questioned. I got to think, because everybody says, well, we've seen the videotape. He, he doesn't even make contact with the guy's head. And I wonder if this is going to be like the National Hockey League where they go and they take a look at it back in New York, player safety and all that kind of stuff, and go, okay, look, we blew that call. I don't know if they have it in them to admit that. We haven't seen anything like that yet. No, right. we, we haven't. But I know it would be very disappointing for Team Canada not to have him in the lineup. However, you and I, uh, Paul, and, and other, and I've talked to enough hockey people, the one thing they've been very impressed with on the Team Canada uh, side of things over the past two to three games is the progression of the defense and how they've learned that you can't hammer somebody into the boards every single time. You have to play everybody to the outside and you have to kind of ease them into the boards or you're going to get beat. Yeah. 
We, they've been playing a very poised game. I mean, and they're getting hit from behind and well, it's hockey, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they played a great team game. I think the loss of Lafreniere to begin with was a rallying point. Uh, that Russian game, we all walked away going, what, what, what happened there? And then the next couple of games were just like, they put their workers boots on and just got the job done. And Joel Hoffer has also provided really solid net mining here over the last few games, which is great to see. So, so you have, uh, you have a projected number one overall NHL draft pick back in the lineup. You've uh, you've got quality net mining starting to make an appearance. Momentum, momentum, crowd support is huge here. Absolutely, there's easily three to four thousand Canadians at every game, and they've they've come from all across the country and through various tour groups, not just Paul's. So I think they're kind of starting to click on all cylinders at just the right time. I, I still can't though, for the life of me, trying to figure out what happened in that Russia game. Absolutely. I just think they got rattled early on a bad, bad goal, and they never seemed to get their composure back. And they've had nothing but great composure since that game. Well, maybe they were playing a little cat and mouse, do you think? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Nice? That, that's like one of the worst <laughs> losses ever at this event. And I, 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 I mean, I'm not playing, but I'm watching, and I, I was embarrassed because well, we, we don't like to get hammered that badly by Russia. It's great for the plot. <laughs> it's great for the play. It, it does set things up inter- in an interesting manner, but like I said, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens a little bit later on once uh, we uh, get a score out of that Swedish check game. And I can tell you right now, they're about eight minutes into that one in the first period, and there's no score. Yep. Okay, just to kind of wrap things up a little bit here. So uh, it, it's been a blast. We had a wonderful New Year's Eve party. It wasn't a New Year's Eve party. It was a New Year's Day party that we treated day. like a New Year's <laughs> Eve party. We did it twice. With everything, if uh, if you uh, Paul hasn't committed yet on what he's going to do with Sweden, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're thinking that you've always wanted to go see the World Junior Hockey Championship outside of Canada, next year it's in Edmonton and Red Deer. Yep. The following year it is in Gothenburg, Sweden. You've yep. been there. I, I was there with Paul and his tr- crew, uh, crew last year. And just to jump onto what you said, my personal thanks to both Paul and Jen. There are 300 people, four different countries, eight different buses, two different cities, lunches, dinners, trips, side trips, uh, parties, and everything has been near flawless and everybody's just having a ball it's a real kick and they deserve all the credit they run a great great operation would you uh would you do the sweden trip if you ever had an opportunity i i I certainly would absolutely i would think you'd like the ice bar (laughs) (laughs) there's a few bars i've kind of enjoyed on this trip and uh yeah i know so and i already know people are already in they've already told paul we're in if you're doing it we're in. There seems to be a number of people that this is where they hook up. I mean, they could be different parts of the country, but they're relatives or friends that met somewhere else and have already put their names in for it. You know, this whole event, I don't know if I've mentioned this, it's got a real Grey Cup feel about it. I, I've so. attended 12 Grey Cups, and uh, people are coming from all over the country, and they're there to cheer. Well, this the only here's the difference. They're here to cheer for one team with a Maple Leaf on it, yeah. as opposed to two teams at the CFL level. However, that's become such a national party and I'm sensing that everybody who comes here to cheer for Team Canada at this event, they seem to know a lot of these people from previous Those World guys Juniors. Those in the Saskatchewan outfits. <laughs> What's with the coats? It looks like they just won at the Masters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But right. we, of course, there's Ryder fans everywhere, Marty. Yes, true. You, you know that. Anyway, so uh, it's kind of an off day for us. We are going to get all set for the semifinals on the Saturday, and then we'll come back with uh, another big podcast right after the uh, two matchups to kind of take you into the 
the bronze medal game and the gold medal game coming up on the Sunday. And then we'll all kind of start to head our separate ways. And this has been a blast. And uh, thanks for filling in tonight. Well, thanks. I, you know, I, th- I thought we were pretty good at this. We should uh, maybe get into radio one day. <laughs> <laughs> we're both kind of out of it now. We've already done the in part. So, okay, Marty, thanks. Thanks, bud. Have a good night. You bet. They're trying to turn the lights off and they turn.